had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of the Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of your Charlotte Hornets. Rob Longo with you following, unfortunately, a silver lining edition of the HHC today. Charlotte falls at home against Milwaukee, 111-99. Hornets get swept in the season series, four games to none, fall into 15-44 and in a season. Milwaukee just came out like a house on fire and never looked back. We'll get into a game recap of this one. We'll provide you with our our silver lining performances, and it's also a game day edition of the HHC as Charlotte is on the second night of a back-to-back tonight on the road in Philadelphia taking on the 76ers. And helping me out with this edition of the Hornets Hivecast, it's our local, well-known, in-house, back-to-back specialist here on the Hornets Hivecast, the one and only lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Perley, in studio today. Hello, Sam. We haven't seen you in studio for a while. I know. It's been quite a while. Uh, I am the back-to-back specialist, and I can't think of the last time I was in studio that we've had a home game followed by a road Back-to-back. Back. First time this season that we've had a home to a road back-to-back. Back. We'll wow. have one more, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Two weeks two when weeks. they host Phoenix and then go, uh, coincidentally, back to Phoenix the next day. So maybe I'll get the call for that again. But yes, it is nice to be here in studio and to be face-to-face with you and not just talking over the phone. I feel phone. like it's more a little bit more conversational now. I can kind of look at you and read your verbal cues or your non-verbal cues, I suppose, but weird schedule here coming up for the Hornets. You have this back-to-back this weekend, or I guess Thursday, Friday. Next weekend, Friday, Saturday, road on the first night of it, and then you're home for the second night of it, and then it flips the following weekend. You have that home back-to-back that begins against the Phoenix Suns, and then you have to go to Philadelphia again, like you mentioned. So a little bit of an oddity there, but let's just go ahead and break this one down 
in the contest last night for the Hornets where Charlotte just did not get off to a great start again in this one. The offense was lacking a little bit. Charlotte started the game 0 for 7 from the field shooting. Didn't get their first points until the 9.33 mark of the first quarter and that was because Nick Richards went to the free throw line. The first field goal wasn't until the 7.49 mark of the first frame. So again, a little bit of some struggles offensively. Hornets started the game 0 for 8 from 3. Grant Williams was able to change that narrative a little bit and hit back-to-back threes there in the first quarter, but Charlotte still trailed by a 10 going into the second frame, 35-25. to Halftime was more the same, or going into halftime was more the same, I should say. Milwaukee was shooting 55% from the field in the first two quarters of play, put up 70 points in that first half. Charlotte trailed 70-51 to after two quarters of play. Hornets did win the third quarter, 23-22, to chipped away that lead a little bit, but again, the Hornets just could not get this one rolling, especially in the second half, as things looked better, but Charlotte able to outscore Milwaukee 25-19 to in the fourth quarter, but things were still out of reach, 111-99, to the final score. Ninth time this season that the Hornets had a wire-to-wire loss, still looking for that first wire-to-wire victory, but after the game, head coach Steve Clifford had this to say about the contest. I would say the bigger part, I mean, again, I don't, you know, you're kind of guessing before you watch the film, but it's just, uh, you know, for us, again, I know it sounds redundant. The ball's got to hit the paint, you know, and when we, we're not executing well enough or not playing with enough force or purpose, we just take a lot of, we don't take bad shots, but we take okay shots. And we can't do that. We got to get really good shots. And when we did, you know what? We were, we were efficient. So that's something, uh, whatever, newness of the group or whatever. But we were better defensively in the second half, too. They had us all spread out. That was our, our, in the first half there tonight, we missed a lot of helps and stuff, which we've been good at. A lot to like, a not a lot not to like in this one, Sam, and that's kind of been the narrative here the last two games against these Milwaukee Bucks. That's the upside and the downside, I suppose, of having these series is just simply the fact that you get to see the same team twice, but if it doesn't go well the first time and it doesn't go well the second time, then it doesn't look very hot. But you go back to Tuesday's game where the Hornets lost 123-85. to Milwaukee shot 52% from the field, 40% from beyond the arc. They went 15 of 18 at the free throw line. Hornets were 37% from the field in that one, 27.5% from three, and 14 for 17 at the stripe. Today, or last night I should say, Milwaukee 45% from the field, 41% beyond the arc, 17 to 20 at the line. Hornets much better, 44% from the field, 31% though from three, and 15 of 20 at the free throw line. And in this game, or in these last two games, I think that the thing... I learned the most out of this one is the fact that the Hornets offense certainly struggled, but Milwaukee looks really, really good right now. Yeah, they're starting to click right now, especially defensively. Uh, I think I looked it up before the game pre-Doc Rivers. I think they were 19th in defense, and I think since in now the 14 games since then, uh, they were up to seventh, and that was before last night. So I'm sure it was even it's even higher now. And uh, this is as we've very evidently seen in four games now, twice this week. This is a really really tough matchup for the Hornets. I mean, they're, they're clicking right now. Uh, the size is really really difficult to combat when you've only got one true uh, center in the rotation with Brooke Lopez and Giannis both starting on the other side. Crowder is a very big three for them that can space the floor. Beasley also very good floor spacer. I mean, everybody on that team can shoot, and then you've got Damian Lillard, who is one of the best in the game right now from a pick-and-roll standpoint, creating isolation points. So it's a really, really talented team, and I think just what they're good at and what they have just really, really magnifies uh, some of Charlotte's shortcomings right now. And that size stuff, I think, or the lack of paint touches, I think, is some of the size. I think it hurts not having, uh, obviously, LaMelo to be there to break down the defense, to get the ball into the paint, whether whether it's to score there or to kick it out. Uh, You saw Milwaukee's able to do that. I mean, they get into the paint. 
paint, and then they either kick it out or you know Giannis can you know obviously is strong enough and athletic enough where he can just put it in on top of whoever's there. So yeah, and the Hornets just didn't get off to a good enough start and. You know, they hung in there a little bit, got it. I think they were within five in that midway through the second quarter. And then uh, Milwaukee had that late run there at the end of the second that kind of blew the game open and they just kind of held steady for the final two quarters. The other thing, too, here is something that we've obviously we've talked about for a long, long time here is the absence of Mark Williams. It feels like this is a game that Mark Williams was deeply, deeply missed because it's great to have a guy that can go into the rotation and play that small ball like a Grant Williams. But you got to keep in mind, too, Nick Richards came into the season being the backup center, and not a knock on Nick Richards, not a knock on what he has been able to do here since Mark Williams has been out for the basically almost the entirety of the season at this point, but not a knock on Nick Richards by any stretch of what I'm trying to say here, but you just wanted to have another full-size, full-length seven-footer out there to just hopefully go against guys like Giannis Antetokounmpo and Brooke Lopez because for as much as those guys space the floor out there for Milwaukee, they also are able to just have a ton of size in there, and I think that's where the paint touches come into a little bit of an issue as well. And Steve Clifford touched on it in that previous quote that I played about the ability offensively just isn't there, but here's a little bit more about what he had to say about the offense as of late tonight our, we made a lot of mistakes defensively with that first group which they have not been doing we got off to a bad start on defense also but if we're not inside out we took a ton of they're not bad shots they're okay shots but we're not that team you know what I mean like we've got that ball's got to hit the paint you know we need to be shooting great shots and, and if we do I think we'll be good enough to compete with anybody if we're going to settle and not put continual pressure on the defense which we did in stretches we did a good job but we've got to be able to sustain that through everybody that plays for 48 minutes for reference the Hornets had 38 points in the paint last night in that loss against the Milwaukee Bucks 111 to 99 not off the top of my head Sam but I would imagine 38 points is one of the lower ends of points in the paint that the Hornets have had this season yeah well believe it or not I think they've actually been under 30 a couple times I think they've been into the 20s but just for reference yeah that is a relatively low paint scoring kind of game I think the team that averages the fewest points in the paint this season is Memphis and they're at 45.5 just to kind of put it in a little bit of context I think to start the season in the first month or so when the Hornets had Mark Williams I mean they were close to the top of the NBA they were averaging uh, somewhere in like the mid to high 60s that number is would have come back down a little bit legally to right now is at 57 so especially the size too I mean so many times and again this is not a you know Nick Richards is, is I thought been playing really really well but when you've got Brooke Lopez and Giannis going up against him they can completely take him out whether it's from an offensive or defensive standpoint, I mean, they're just both so big, basically two seven-footers. It just makes the rebound, I think the rebounding was fairly one-sided up until about the fourth quarter. The paint scoring, I mean, they can just take an opposing center out of the game, and when you don't have the necessarily complementary size to combat some of that, it's just really, really hard, and I think that's where it circles back to this just being a really tough matchup for a Charlotte team that still does not have a, a ton of size and isn't able to use what it has right now in the most um, beneficial manner just because they just don't have a lot of ways to match up with how good Milwaukee is. And again, Milwaukee's great. I think the defense is is really, really – I wouldn't be surprised if they're one of the top defensive teams in the NBA from – 
this head coaching switch to the end of the season. I want to I mean, say they're second in the post-trade deadline defensive ratings because I believe the Hornets are third. I think that the Bucks are second based off what Sam Farber said on the broadcast last night. So certainly makes a lot of sense there. They keep everything in front of them. And even if you do get to the rim, they have Brooke Lopez there. And he swatted, I think, two of Charlotte's first five shots in this game. I mean, he is so talented at not only shot blocking, but you get down there and it's just like he completely steers you away from it, just the presence of him. I mean, it's such a valuable piece of a team and then to see him on the other side he can pull the center on the other team out because he can still hit three pointers and he's shooting probably 35 36 percent from three point range and he hit a, a couple on this one i think so the guys they have are just they, they fit together really well in that starting unit in terms of floor spacing in terms of defense uh and this is the time of year where you want to start clicking as they get going coming out of the all-star break and getting into the the final five or six weeks of play so i for one am thankful that the hornets do not have to see milwaukee until at the very earliest next october i don't know about you but i'm done seeing that team they're just they're just on another level right now and it's just it's tough it's tough 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 they're getting scary right now they're starting to peak at the right time and if you're a milwaukee fan for whatever reason listening to this podcast then you're probably really excited about everything that we've said about them but the bucks are very good we've seen that in the past especially over the last couple of seasons now with the hornets where they just can't quite get over the hump against some of these really really top elite teams especially in the eastern conference as well but milwaukee's just been a tough matchup for the hornets for the last several seasons but despite those two losses to milwaukee here to end the month of february hornets still finished the month at a five and eight mark that is the best record so far this season in terms of winning percentages because you go back and you look at some other months October doesn't really count. I mean, they went one and two. There's only three games in there. November was the best watermark for the Hornets so far, five and nine before this month of February, December. We just want to throw it in the trash, one and 12 in that month. January, not much better at three and 13. But February so far, as we close the book and we look to March, five and eight record here for the Hornets this season. They'll try to improve as they got 15 games on the docket in March, and that begins today against the Philadelphia 76ers. We'll have our game preview for you here in a few moments, but we're going to talk silver linings. Right after this break, here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great tasting all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to symbiotica.com. That's C Y M B I O T I K A.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Rob Longo and the lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Perley, with you on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Charlotte falls last night against Milwaukee at home 111-99, now 15-44 and on the season as the Hornets will look to flip the script a little bit here and go off on a better run here to start off the month of March. Before we get into our game preview, though, we got to talk about our silver linings in the game last night. You take a look at some of the candidates. You have Grant Williams with 17 points off the bench. Seth Curry had 13 points off the bench. Brandon Miller with a team high. Blackjack 21. Miles Bridges with a double-double, 15 points, 10 rebounds as well. But Sam Perley, you're the guest. I will always defer to you first. Who is your silver lining performer from last night's game? Yeah, I'm going to go with Grant Williams. 17 points on 5 of 8 shooting in about 30 minutes off the bench. Also hit 3 of 6 from 3-point range. Got 6 free throw attempts. Had 5 rebounds, 3 assists and also had a block. Uh, I thought he did a really good job, especially towards the end of that first quarter. Milwaukee was starting to kind of gain a little bit of momentum. He came in. I, I think he hit a couple threes there at the end of the first quarter, and he, he brought a really nice element of of competitiveness off the bench and, and didn't allow kind of what happened the other night in Milwaukee to happen here again where Milwaukee comes out, throws the first shot, and then it just kind of steamrolls a little bit. I think he, he kind of did well to keep the Bucks at arm lengths, you know, when they when they went into that second unit. So uh, and it was good for Grant, too. I think he's had a couple uh, since the 24-point game in Utah. He's only averaged 6.3 points and shot 35% over his past three games. So it was good to have see him have a nice output uh, and hit a couple shots and, and and be efficient too. So uh, I thought Grant Williams again was was really good last night and uh, kind of helped the Hornets hang in there as long as they could until got away from them there at the end of that second quarter. Miles Bridges driving into the honeycomb up and under right hand missed it. Grant Williams the rebound kick out Meechic extra pass Curry he'll drive Curry to Grant Williams three on the way it's good. Grant Williams drilling another Lowe's three-point shot, his third of the night, timeout, Milwaukee. Yeah, great job by Grant getting his feet set, really sharing the ball right now by the Hornets. I love the connection with him and Curry. If he wasn't your pick, he would probably be mine, Sam, if I'm being honest, but the 17 points are great, the 5 of 8, very efficient. I want to say he started the game 3 for 3 from beyond the arc or something like that. Yeah, he was 3 for 3 from the field to start the game, 11 of his 17 points there coming in that first half, which quite frankly, really kept the team afloat there, I thought, in the first half, despite being down 19 at the break. It was only a 10-point game after one quarter of play, and that was because Grant Williams had nine in the first quarter alone. So uh, really another guy that just can come off the bench and really provide a spark to this team, and that's something that this Hornets team has been missing, and it's something that is definitely going to be beneficial moving forward. There was at one point, uh, you know, not even, I think, around halftime or so where the bench points were looking inverted more or less for lack of a better term compared to what we've seen from the Hornets where it was for the last several weeks it was basically the top five starters have to be all in double figures or score 15 or more for the Hornets to have a chance and if you got something from the bench that was great but most of the time it was maybe single digit bench points but now with this influx of players into the roster like a Seth Curry and like a Grant Williams, they're able to go to that second unit and be relied on for the most part. I mean they outscored the Bucks last night 40-36 to in those bench points categories, but again, Grant Williams has been really, really good here for this team. He would have been my silver lining pick if you didn't take him, but I'm going to look to the bench for my silver lining performer as well. That's going to be Seth Curry. Seth only played 16 minutes in the game last night, but he finished with 13 points, 5 of 7 from the field, 2 for 3 beyond the arc, a couple of rebounds, had an assist in there as well, but I thought that he just did a tremendous job again, just being one of those veteran guys that can come in and provide a spark. I know that he took a couple bumps and bruises in there along the way where he might not have gotten 
gotten a call or two, but again, he's another veteran guy along with Grant Williams that can come in and provide that secondary scoring that you need, especially if you want to compete on a night-in and night-out basis. So Seth Curry is certainly my silver lining performer in the game last night. Brandon Miller, Blackjack 21, an honorable mention, played 40 minutes out there, so we'll see what his minutes look like going into this one tonight. I know that Steve Clifford before the game said he wanted to try to limit Brandon's minutes a little bit more now with these other players that are able to come off the bench now after the trade deadline, but unfortunately that was not the case in the game last night. Miles Bridges, 15 points, 10 rebounds, double-double looks great, but the efficiency uh, just wasn't there. 6 of 18 shooting, 1 for 7 from beyond the arc. He does keep that 3-point streak intact though that Sam Farber and I talked about the other day on the Hornets Hivecast. So Charlotte will try to turn the page and look at a Philadelphia 76ers team that's been struggling a little bit as of late. We're going to talk about that. We're going to get your game preview in here for you on this game day edition of the Hornets Hivecast right after this break here on the HHC. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. It's a game day edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Rob Longo and the lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Perley, with you on this edition of the HHC. Charlotte's second night of a back-to-back tonight in Philadelphia after a 111-99 loss at home against Milwaukee last night as we take a look at our game preview. And before we get into that one, a little bit of a primer on this season series so far. The Hornets have lost the first two games against the 76ers. First one couldn't have gone much worse. Charlotte lost 135-82 to at the Hive. That was a franchise-worst loss in terms of the disparity there, 135-82. to Brandon Miller, team-high 14 points in that one. Joel Embiid went for game-high 42-15 and in that game. You rewind the tape to last month where the Sixers won at the Hive, 97 to 89. Miles Bridges, team high, 25 points. Also had 11 rebounds for a double double. Joel Embiid, 33 points and 10 rebounds. But a lot's changed since then in that month. The Hornets definitely got a new crop of players. Joel Embiid will not be playing in this one. Suffered a meniscus injury last month. So his MVP candidacy, his ability or his chance, I guess you could say, to go back to back is done. Sixers trying to tread water without him. They're 7-17 seven and 17 this season without Embiid out there on the floor. They're also 1-3 post-All-Star break. They lost 1-17-99 at Boston on Tuesday. But the bad news, for the Hornets at least, is that that was the last game that Philadelphia played. So they will be well-rested going into this one tonight 
at Philadelphia. So you know how these work, Sam. We need a player to watch for both sides and a statistic to watch. Where would you like to begin? I'm going to mix things up. I always go to the same order, but I'm just feeling let's do something a little bit different today. I would go with the statistic to watch, and mine is going to be turnovers. Philadelphia enters this one. They are first in the NBA in turnover percentage uh, with the lowest turnover percentage at 12%, uh, which is actually a big improvement from last year. They were 15th in this category, uh, and expectedly they're only second in points allowed off turnovers uh, at 13.8. They've done a very, very good job with the ball security. They play play at kind of a, a slower pace. I think I think in this in the first two games against Charlotte this season, they've only given up ten turnovers in each one of those games. So uh, it's something that has been a little bit of a struggle for this Hornets defense, even though it has been playing a little bit better. Is they're not generating a lot of turnovers, not having a lot of turnovers is leading to not a whole lot of transition opportunities, which again gets magnified when the half court offense is struggling as much as it is right now. So transition turnovers, things like that, it's not something you can really bank on with this Philadelphia team, even without Embiid. They've been really, really steady in this area. For me, I'm gonna go with points in the pain and I know that's something that maybe be that might be a little outdated I guess for lack of a better term now that Joe Embiid is not playing in this one but you go in and you look at the matchup in this one and like we talked about in that first segment where the Hornets were really really good at points in the paint at the beginning of the season when Mark Williams was still in the lineup it's definitely taken a hit now and like I mentioned only 38 paint points in the game last night against a very tall and a very lanky Milwaukee team. Now you go against a Philadelphia team that doesn't have Joel Embiid. And I'm interested to see what that looks like from a points in a paint or paint touches, whatever you want to look at it there in terms of just trying to get the ball inside. I'm interested to see what that looks like now because on the other side, if you look at the offense for the Sixers, they're top 10 in points in the paint. They average almost 52, 53 points in the paint on average. So I'm interested to see, one, what those numbers look like without Joel Embiid offensively, and two, how much more of the paint is open without Joel Embiid out there on the floor and not having that size because that's going to be something that can certainly make or break a team. We saw that last night with the Hornets going up against the Milwaukee Bucks and how they just don't have the ability because of all of that size in there to go up against those kind of guys. So again, interested to see which way this one blows in terms of the points in the paint. Now we need a Sixer to watch and a Hornet to watch. Where would you like to go next? I will go I'll start with Hornet to watch. Uh, my guy is going to be Cody Martin. Past three games I know the scoring isn't totally totally there. He's only averaging about six points his past three games. Uh, not taking a ton of shots per game either. Uh, I think it's really really important at least from a distribution to kind of set up that paint scoring thing. Is He's got to get into the paint a little bit more, attack the defense, don't be afraid to be aggressive because if you can just set a tone a little bit early, that can kind of get the ball rolling a little bit and you can get some inside out play going a little bit and I thought Cody has done a fantastic job taking over his starting point guard role. It's not an easy thing to learn, uh, especially midway through the season, a position that you haven't really played full time at any point in the NBA. Uh, Over this three game stretch, again, I know the scoring hasn't really been there a lot. He's got 14 rebounds, 22 assists to only four turnovers, two steals, and three blocks over these past three games. Uh, And his defense has been really, really good too. I I thought he did a pretty good job on Damian Lillard last night, and I think Cliff also credited him very well for trying to think who who it was. He was oh Laurie Markkinen a few games ago in Utah did a really, really good job on him, a guy that's almost seven foot. So uh, I think if Cody Martin can just attack the offense a little bit more, get things going early, get aggressive, keep setting guys up, I think it could give the, the offense a little bit of a jolt that they need to kind of play a little bit more inside out and one more tidbit uh, he had a career high four blocks in the last time they played Philadelphia uh, on January 20th so who knows maybe he can uh, either hit or exceed that mark again 
his passing has been really good as of late, too. I mean, the double-digit assists he had the other night and that double-double was remarkable. It's something that we've seen really start to round into form here, especially now that he's handling more of the point guard duties here with LaMelo Ball out and his new look Hornets team with Trey Mann in the backcourt as his running mate as well. For me, my player to watch, I'm going to go with Grant Williams, kind of build off that 17-point performance, but mostly because I feel like this is a game that Grant can really thrive in because you look at the other side for Philadelphia without Joel Embiid, their starting center right now is Paul Reed. Small ball center, about 6'8", 6'9", isn't your traditional 7-footer that you see in the league now these days. They do have Mo Bamba that comes off the bench and that can give them size, but he only plays about 15-20 minutes. And the way that the Hornets have been playing, especially in these wins as of late, Grant Williams is one of the final guys out there on the floor. He's out there finishing the games, even though he might not be starting the game. So for me, this is one of those instances where I feel like Grant can really thrive. I know Paul Reed is another guy that can kind of stretch the floor a little bit. He's not the guy that these Sixers try to run their offense through. I mean, he was 0 for 3 in their last game, and he only ended up playing 14 minutes. But if he's out there on the floor at the same time, then that's something that I think Grant Williams can certainly take advantage of. So small ball 5, I think, benefits the Hornets in this instance, and hopefully they're able to do that moving forward, especially tonight as well. But that leaves us with a Sixer player to watch. Where would you like to look at for that one? I almost took the rebounding small ball five angle too, and their rebound actually hasn't dropped off nearly as much as you would think without Embiid this past month. But uh, I'm going to go with my Sixers player to watch is going to be Tyrese Maxey, first time All Star uh, a couple weeks ago. His offense uh, it's jumped a little bit this month. Uh, I thought it would be a much much higher without uh, Embiid, but it's gone up. I think maybe like a point point and a half averaged, uh, or this should be last month, twenty six point nine points, shot forty five percent and thirty nine percent from three-point range in 11 outings in February, uh, all without Embiid. I think he missed one game in February, the minor injury. He was sixth highest leading scorer in the Eastern Conference last month. That was his best month of the season from a scoring standpoint. And I believe he has scored at least 20 points in seven consecutive games, coming off a 32-point outing in uh, loss to Boston the other day uh, and shot 50% from the field. So uh, he's really, really good. I mean, uh, you can obviously expect with with Embiid out, he is their go-to guy right now super quick gets to the rim very very easily compared to some of the other guards i think he's one of the best you know in just turning a corner around defenders he's one of the best in the league and uh if you got to be able to stay in front of him because as we've seen the defense with the hornets if you can let if you're getting guys blow by you and we saw a little bit of that last night with milwaukee early in the first half uh it just kind of has a trickle down effect in the defense and, and the dominoes and house of cards starts to go down a little bit so got to stay in front of maxi and i like uh, the reason I chose Cody Martin is I like Cody Martin's matchup ability on Maxi. I think that's going to be a real key component to this game. If you can kind of stay in front of him, limit his offensive playmaking, uh, I think the Hornets' defense will give itself a good chance uh, to stay in this one. I like the pick. He probably would have been my pick if you didn't take him, but for me, I got to go in a different direction. I'm going to go with Tobias Harris. I know that he's had a little bit of an up-and-down season. 13 points the other night in that loss against Boston, but the shot volume was pretty high and not very efficient. 5-19 and 19 from the field, 2-7 for seven from beyond the arc, and quite frankly, nobody shot the ball very well for the Sixers in that game against Boston. They shot 39% from the field as a team, almost shot better from three-point land. They made it 14-42 from beyond the arc. That's a third of their shots, so pretty close in that sense, but even though you touched on the rebounding, the rebounding did not look good against Boston, and I know they have guys like Tatum and Porzingis, and they have size off the bench now without Horford as well, but 
The rebounding margin was pretty sizable in that one, 56-28 to 28 in favor of the Celtics. I guess that's the reason why they won 117-99. to 99. But for me, at a player to look at, i got to go with Tobias Harris. He's a guy that's maybe now the secondary scorer who previously was the third scorer on that team potentially with Joe Embiid in there, but a lot of the offense now has to go through Maxi and Harris. So I'm interested to see how that one pans out because Harris is a little bit more of a wiry guy. He's about 6'8", so he's got some size out there. So I'm interested to see who draws that defensive assignment as well. Probably Miles Bridges, but might get switched up a little bit with Brandon Miller as well. But again, it'll be an interesting matchup in Philadelphia tonight. 7 o'clock tip on the Hornets Radio Network or on Valley Sports Southeast if you want the moving pictures to go along with your descriptions as well. And after the game, you will be able to read the recap with the lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Perley, who will be on the Hornets Hivecast with me once again tomorrow. I know that one might be over the phone, but happy to have you in person for this one, Sam. Very much appreciated. Same time tomorrow, hopefully different result. I will talk to you there. And thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. For Sam Hurley, I'm Rob Longo saying so long. Thank you so much for joining us on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. We'll talk to you recapping Hornets at Sixers tomorrow, once again, on EHHC. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.